The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We are moving into the Christmas party season and given that things have been so restricted for the last couple of years because of COVID, the expectation is that many people are going to get out and about in the weeks to come and filling the pubs and restaurants and full of good cheer and then they face the crisis of how to get home because taxis are in such short supply. We'll be hearing from a representative of the taxi industry in a second, but Nolene Blackwell is Chief Executive of the Dublin Rape Crisis Crisis Centre. This is a major safety issue as well for many people as to how they get home safely, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a safety issue and it's an issue for the people who are at home waiting for people to come home and wondering, have they a safe way of getting home? And I suppose the thing is, Matt, if you are going to uh, urge people to go out to spend their money, to, to engage in our society as it is, there is a need for all of us in society, but particularly those in charge of public transport, in charge of public spaces, to look to the safety of their customers and their clients and to look to the safety of their premises. So there are issues around travel, there are issues around where people can people wait in safe places for travel even if they have to wait and then what is the level of public transport that can be made available because you know you can't make uh, somebody in private business like a taxi driver you can't make them work nights uh, over Christmas and uh, and either you have to incentivize them as part of making the place safe or you have to provide alternative public solutions and those at the moment seem to be missing and that gives rise then to the concerns and the uh, yeah so that's what I suppose is the is the crux of it. It is it's major safety concerns and there is an onus to provide safe public transport if you can't expect the private taxi industry to make up the gap. Exactly. You you need to do that. And I, I think, I suppose, it's kind of an indictment of our society that people might feel so nervous of antisocial behaviour. Uh, but, but we have to live with the reality. And we have to live with the reality that you can't expect guards to be everywhere. You, so, so we have to make places kind of intrinsically safer so that there's better lighting around, that there's better places uh, to wait for transport, that there's less, uh, I I mean, even something like the new licensing where everyone doesn't leave um, a pub or a club at exactly the same time at night should all be towards a safer society. But it is, it is, does fall back on the public. It does fall back on local authorities. You know, I mean, the cities are one thing because there are taxis around. There are buses, even if they're not taking enough people. What happens if you don't have a train link to your uh, home place or you're in a small village or something? You know, where, where's the incentive for hackneys, for small buses? Local authorities have to step into that space as well as central authorities, as well as the usual uh, police uh, who, will, who will have their job to do as well. The, the taxi app Freenow put out a statement today saying that its drivers who they surveyed are apparently planning to do more work coming up to Christmas. <clears throat> we tried to get somebody from Freenow to join us on the programme, but probably aptly, 
they had nobody available, which is the experience, I think, of many Freenow customers in recent times. When you book a taxi, does it even turn up or it'll tell you it's going to turn up and then cancels at the last moment? Well, at least they didn't cancel at the last moment on us. They just simply didn't have anybody available. So thank you, Vinnie Kearns, Chief Executive of NXT Taxis, for joining us. What? How many taxi drivers are on the road at present, as I reckon? To be honest with you, Matt, uh, we went from a high of probably around somewhere around the 22,000 taxis uh, nationwide. I'd say we're short approximately 30% if you're taking into consideration drivers and vehicles. Because during um, the whole uh, COVID period where the state had COVID payments, that didn't cover drivers for the likes of car repayments and that. So an awful lot of drivers got out of the business and are happily employed elsewhere. And we have not been able to uh, encourage enough drivers, new entrants into the business because the whole process for becoming a driver is too cumbersome. It takes too long and people aren't prepared to wait around for a number of months waiting on the license when they can pick up a job every day of the week. Okay, and then those who are still driving, you hear more and more examples of people deciding that they're not going to do the nighttime shifts, that they can get their work done during the day because of the shortage of taxi drivers and they don't bother with the evening shift. Is that your experience? There's a small bit of truth in that, to be honest with you. Um, I think for the drivers who are out there walking, the drivers are being happily rewarded. The drivers are earning a reasonably good living. They also feel the pressure because they feel the pressure for the times that they can't supply. So the majority of drivers, yes, are going to put in extra hours and they're going to try and make hay when the sun shines because they know that it's going to be the normal lull in January. But it is pressure after pressure, people getting into the car, complaining that they've been waiting two hours for a taxi. And, you know, here we are as a business trying to support uh, the whole transport service and really... It's a balance between public transport, between rail, bus, taxis, uh, private hire vehicles that are chauffeur vehicles that are out there. If everybody was playing their part in this, it wouldn't be quite as bad. There's a lot of listeners saying they want Uber. Would you have any objections to Uber joining the market now, as in allowing ride sharing, uh, given that there is such a shortage of taxis on the streets that Uber could be accommodated while allowing taxi drivers to continue to earn their living? Matt, first of all, Nolan started off our conversation and uh, the, the crux of the matter was safety. And she rightly stated, safety is the big issue. Uber are in the market. Uber are permitted to compete on par with companies such as ourselves, Free Now, and uh, Link Taxis and all the other major taxi companies. So the, the, the difference is, is that Uber wish to operate private cars as taxis. Now, if you do that in periods like Christmas, you are really throwing public safety out the window because you cannot allow anybody, just because they have a car, go out and pick people up for her in the ward. There is a need for vetting. The vetting is done for a particular reason because in other jurisdictions there has been a huge increase in number of uh, sexual assaults, in, in uh, overcharging and physical assaults. And the stats are only across the water if you care to look at the stats in the UK. 
Let me go back to you on that, Nolan Blackwell. Would you be concerned about the possibility of the introduction of ride-sharing as a measure to deal with the shortage of taxis, but that you could be creating potentially dangerous situations for customers? Yeah, I mean, that, that that has been a problem before. And when there's a precedent there, nobody can say nobody told us. So it, if uh, there are new people coming into the market, uh, there have to be uh, there have to be significant vetting and serious sanctions as well. The thing about a taxi is that if something goes wrong in a taxi, then there is a complaint to the taxi regulator and to the guards and it is very um, very easy to, I mean, one hopes one doesn't have to go there, but at least there is a well-known way of reporting it and particularly reporting any criminal or offensive behaviour which will stop a taxi driver earning their living. So that would be, I mean, I I don't know what the right regulation would be around Uber, but the concern would be that in other jurisdictions, it hasn't uh, proved to be the the safe option that one would like it to be because of light regulation. And there is no point bringing us into a space where somebody might accept what looks like a safe solution, not knowing any better and and is put in danger's way. Listener says, why should I work Friday and Saturday nights when I'm already doing 70 hours a week? I presume that's a taxi driver. Another one says, buses, trains in Lewis stop at 12 midnight, so blame the taxis. We're not blaming the taxis. We didn't blame the taxis. We made it quite clear earlier that there is a major issue with an under-provision of public transport and then the public transport that is there, we wonder if it is actually safe to get on at late at night. Would you feel comfortable in a bus or a Lewis full of drunks? Would you prefer that you actually, and I'm not saying everyone who takes a bus or a Lewis after midnight is drunk, but you know the point I'm making. Maybe some people feel that they would be safer in a regulated taxi. And then other listeners saying that, well, Uber is already operating in Ireland, but I think the point is that it's operating as a form of taxi service for taxi drivers rather than the ride-sharing initiative which you would get in the United States and other countries. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Nolene Blackwell from the Dublin Red Crisis Centre and Vinnie Kearns, Chief Executive of NXT Taxis. Thank you for joining us. I really don't know what the solution is going to be uh, this side of Christmas. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.